honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Honestly, we talk about heroes um, and I always think about my parents or anything like that, but like who's a, like maybe the, the word hero is the wrong word to use. Like who's somebody that you really look up to in like content creation or just something that you're really passionate about? Uh, I always look to, to MKBHD. I think his videos are as practical as they get while still maintaining him his own identity. Yeah. I mean, he, he uses the top line equipment, but at the same time, he does it for color fidelity and making sure that he can make it look as true to what your eyeball sees as, as possible. And while, you know, a review of an iPhone doesn't necessarily need that, I feel like his integrity through just his process through his content really shows for all this work. And I think it's just something that's very admirable to anybody. That's dope. I honestly, like, I feel like a lot of people, not too long ago, I, I, as you know, I interviewed Elizabeth from the Battlestreet Museum in Toronto and I called her my hero and probably the wrong usage, but it's somebody that I, I definitely look up to. I think that's, that's still proper use. And somebody on LinkedIn literally said, well, you gotta get your priorities straight. Like you look up to somebody that it works at a shoe museum and I'm like, okay, did you even listen to the podcast? Well, like, do you understand that, like, like what she does? Right. And, and who's, how are, who are they? This is going to sound terrible. Who are they to define that for you? No, exactly. That, everyone's different. Right. Yeah. So like Ken's behind the camera right now and he might have somebody that he really looks up to that I kind of probably scroll right past. And, um, that's the beauty of life. And I feel like for me, like I, being able to actually sit down and have a conversation with Jock Slade, today's guest, was something that was massively like just important to me. Yeah. Um, I've always, I always want to get in front of people and actually have a conversation. But um, for me to actually sit down and have this 30-minute conversation with Jock Slade was something that like I learned things about him that I didn't previously know. Um, but then I also got to know, like I feel like I knew him because I watch his videos on the regular and I, it's it's cool for me to be in that kind of scenario because me and you, like there's people that come up to us and say, yo, I like they tell I us that exact that, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a crazy, crazy world out there. It is and I think truth, truthfully like you know, a video can show so much transparency and we talk about all the time through our content, but you know, somebody that is as well known as, as Jacques is just like, how do you keep that transparency and how do you, from your end, how do you find something new that he doesn't show or yeah. he doesn't talk about? So what was your favorite part of the conversation? Dude, there's so much. Um, honestly, the best thing was him, like I asked him how many pairs of shoes that he had and I think that was the longest like silence there was in the entire podcast. Cause I, I can just hear him in a sense, in his own brain, like thinking, well, I had that, I have like 13 pairs of Air Maxes and like 150 pairs of Jordans. And like, he was thinking about that. And he was like, yeah, probably six to 700, like oh, nonchalant is crap. And I was like, damn, I'm jealous. Um, he has a storage unit full of shoes. 
So you know that that's why for me, because having not yet edited the episode itself, that's that's an interesting thing. Because you know, like I always laugh at that. I always laugh at people that laugh at that because it's like, well, what do you have six to seven hundred things? Yeah. Because everybody has that thing where it's like, I have so many of these. Like, you know, for us as camera equipment, how many extra USB cables do I have? Yeah. I don't necessarily buy them. Everything comes with them. You know, obviously a different situation, but it's like, you know, we all have those things where it's like. We're not necessarily hoarders or, you know, wasting, whatever. Like we find those things that we really like. And, yeah. you know, from a, even a financial standpoint, people say like, what if you spend more money, 30% more money in what you love, and then find out what ends up being taken away because it's probably not as important as what you truly love. And it's like, if you want shoes, go buy shoes. Exactly. That's what uh, Aaron's brother uh, tells me this all the time. He said, big, um, advocate of climate change and he says well if you want the shoes you might as well buy them because we're going to be in hot boiling ocean water in not too long so you might as well buy them now buy so shoes. that said let's get into the episode with jock slade i'm really excited for it so welcome to the strange on purpose podcast i'm extremely excited uh today i am obviously i'm izzy your host and this is the kicks and thrift segment of the Strange on Purpose podcast. Today I have on Jock Slade. Um, and if you don't know him, uh, you should, number one. Number two, <laughs> uh, you should you should really get to uh, his YouTube channel or any other Instagram channel, Facebook, anything like that, and really get to know this guy. Uh, Jock, I, I appreciate you jumping on today. No problem, Izzy. That was, that was a very, very kind <laughs> introduction. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, not sure I deserve all of those accolades, but <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate the kind words. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. I, I've been watching your, your videos for a long time now, and I've kind of followed you for, like I said, a long time, and it's been really cool seeing your growth uh, to the point where you are now on NBC. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, I do a show for uh, NBC Sports called uh, Off the Dribble. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good show. That's awesome. That's awesome. You, I mean, you have your own IGTV series. Um, you're you're really killing it, and you're setting the bar pretty high, uh, to be honest. And it's it's something that uh, I I love to see. Um, especially I I didn't kind of tell I didn't even tell Jack where I'm from. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and seeing, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you, seeing a person of color doing the things that you do um, in a town that I'm from, it's, it's, it's definitely different. And it's, it's different <laughs> in a good way. It's a, you're, you're showing people like me and like other people that look like me and us, really, um, that we could do the same things. And uh, not going to get into race or anything like that, but um, I'm really, really, really honored to have you on. But if, for the people who don't know who I'm talking about, Jack, can you give an intro as to who you are? Uh, gosh, I don't know if I can top what you've already done. Um, <laughs> so uh, my name's Jacques Slade. Uh, I make videos on the internet, on Instagram and on YouTube, Snapchat, and basically I make videos everywhere that I can. Um, they focus a lot on the sneaker world and sneaker culture. Um, I loved basketball growing up and that got me into sneakers and uh, I wanted to create something online that, that spoke to that passion that I have. And so I started creating videos on YouTube. Um, I started doing it way back in 2010 and uh, started doing it on my own in 2013. And it's just continued to grow and grow since then to where now um, 
it's literally my job to make videos on the internet. Um, so it's not a, not a bad gig. <laughs> not a bad gig at all. That's awesome. <laughs> what did you do? What were you doing before um, you kind of jumping into the videos? Were you working full time somewhere? Yeah, I've done, I did a bunch of different stuff. Uh, so I, I was making music. I was acting, doing film and TV stuff. I was working at a bank. Uh, I was selling real estate. I was a teacher. Like I just, I did a whole bunch of stuff before I got to making <laughs> videos. Wow! Wow! What did you teach? Uh, I taught music. Uh, there was a school uh, in Hawthorne called the uh, High School uh, Academy for Music, and uh, it taught it taught like like I taught like electronic music. Oh, awesome! That's awesome. Are, do you DJ as well? No, no, no. It was more, more of a, like <laughs> production and like mixing okay. and mastering and that kind of stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. And what, like, obviously you've you've done all these different things. How, like, obviously with you as a teacher and with you as um, you producing music and mastering music and all these different things. How has that like kind of helped you kind of do what you're doing today in the videos and putting yourself out there? Um, well, I think a lot of it, I mean, like the teaching aspect kind of falls into like the history of sneakers and being able to try to give people that information in a way that's at least slightly entertaining and um, and informative. So I think that's where that came from. Like the music and the, the mastering stuff is kind of where I think the focus on like the quality of my videos is where I put that focus there is like that same sort of thinking of making this the best I can possibly make it on my own so that people get the best experience when they watch it. That's amazing. And it's, it's funny. My, um, so we have a startup here. It's called Urban Misfit Ventures. Um, we own a content agency in town, and then we also own an events firm. And I'm a business with my old college roommate, which was really, really dope. Um, nice. And he is a former musician, um, used to literally keep me up every night playing the damn guitar he used to piss me off um, but if it wasn't for him doing all that and uh, he has the same kind of lens on the creative that we do produce for our clients for for linkedin for ourselves anything like that if it wasn't for him having that lens i don't think we'd be where we are today um yeah we've luckily we've grown like like a weed uh where We've both been named uh, 25 under 25, as well as some other fun founders, which is great. We don't like the accolades. Uh, we actually really like to see like growth in ourselves, one, but then growth in the community. Um, Milwaukee is historically, uh, within the last 10 years, we've been number one and number two in regards to the most segregated towns in America. Um, and we just want to show kids that look like us that are growing up and going through Milwaukee public schools right now that hey, you can do it. And uh, no matter kind of the situation you're kind of thrown into, you can you can definitely get there. Um, so Absolutely. Where, how, how did your upbringing kind of influence who who you are today? Um, well, I mean, the, I, I came from, you know, pretty the similar story as, you know, most you know, most people, most African-American kids, you know, just pretty poor background, uh, lived uh, not in the in the best neighborhood. Um wasn't financially well off, uh, you know, had the 
you know, ate school lunches, that kind of, you know, that kid uh, couldn't afford nice shoes or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so I think for me, that instilled the um, the art of the hustle, I guess, of, you know, making sure you, you know, you work hard so that you don't have to live in the same situations that you were brought up in and that you could make a better situation for yourself and your family. So I think that that's probably the biggest impact of my background is, um the hard working hard making sure I kind of get out of there and um but also knowing also recognizing that you know I I'm I'm very lucky you like hard work is one thing um but that's not going to ensure you success like opportunities and good luck um often play just as big of a part as you working hard like there's plenty of people that um that work hard in the inner city or that are in these bad neighborhoods. There's plenty of people there that work hard. They just haven't had the opportunity to something didn't come along that would help them get up out of there. Um, so I, I happen to be one of the lucky ones that had those opportunities come across, come across my lifespan. And so I was able to take advantage of those and, um, lift myself out of that situation, which everyone else isn't so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I, Dude, I, I feel that. And there's, there's something to say with luck. Like, um, I recently had Elizabeth Semahawk on, on the podcast and we talked about the same, um, the same subject. And I had mentors, I have mentors that kind of say, Hey, Izzy, uh, don't, don't say it's luck. Say you're putting in the work, you're doing all these dope things. Um, you should continue to do this. And I, while I think like, yeah, that's, that's, that's also that's true um i think there is something to do with luck and there is something to do with being at the right place at the right time and um you can force yourselves to be there you can put yourself in the kind of that uncomfortable box but i think um luck has a huge thing to do with it and if it wasn't for us being in those right places at the right time i wouldn't be where i am today i wouldn't be interviewing to you today and it's 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 been really really dope um but the, the cool part about me getting you on this morning or yeah, this morning, um, is that I actually just, I DM'd you on Twitter and it's something that I, I, I like to, I talk to a lot of people about, I, I talk about the power of the DM and the, the, the honest ask. And I'm not, I don't DM people saying, yo, you should pay my student loans, but I DM people to, if I feel like I can bring some value or I DM people to, um, really just say, Hey, let's, let's, let's get your story out there a little bit more or anything like that. And I think someone that's on a platform like you and, um, that has this following and everything like that, I'm, I'm sure you get an abundance of messages every day with different opportunities and stuff like that. How do you kind of get through these pick and choose the right opportunities for yourself, um, moving forward and to, project growth and make sure that you're, you're continuously growing? Um, really it's, um, it's kind of random to be honest. Um, uh, I kind of just kind of every once in a while, I'll just click through and, and read some and you kind of get a gist of, of them from the first couple of words, what, yeah. what it's about. Um, and, and so for me, I just kind of, it just, it's really just random. Um, I don't, I don't answer every single one is, is literally, yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally just me going, just clicking through and going, Oh, what's this one about that? What's that one? Oh, let's go down five and see what that one is. 
yeah. that that's more of 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 what it's like. It's not um, there's no system, so to speak, to it. <laughs> um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I guess that's that's probably not the best answer in the world, but yeah, it's just, no, it's really no, it's really fine. random. That's dope, though. Like, uh, honestly, makes me feel a little bit better. Like, it was kind of random to the point that you said yes, um, which is dope. But I think moving into like what you do today, uh, a lot of people may know you, may not know you. Um, you get a whole bunch of different. Uh, the main th- the main reason why I watch your your YouTube videos is your reviews on different shoes, um, and how. How do you come across a lot of people? I, I sit down and talk to people about shoes uh, who may not n- understand the culture right now or may not understand why you would kind of watch somebody unboxing a shoe or anything like that. And how do you come across these shoes? One um, and two, what made you start to create these videos and what what kind of get what got you started? Um, I come across shoes in a couple of different ways. Uh, sometimes, um, a, a lot of times, I say, a lot of times I buy shoes. Um, mm-hmm. other times if I can't get my hands on it, um, I'll borrow it from a friend. And then like the final piece of that is brands will send me stuff. Um, so those are like the three primary ways that, um, shoes get to me, either a brand sends it to me or somebody is making something cool and they want me to see it or something like that. So like, that's that last, I would say like 30%. Um, I got into making sneaker videos cause I was writing about sneakers online for kicks on fire. And, um, while I was there, this was back in 2009. Um, I wanted to create videos about sneakers as well. And I just had, I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to see them through a different lens than what was already being produced on YouTube. And that is what started me to creating. So, um, yeah, I think I started creating my first one was like March of 2010 was like the first video for, uh, for kicks on fire. Wow. That's amazing. What, and how many, how many shoes do you think you have? I know I, I saw a video, uh, not too long ago, you were going into a storage unit. So I'm guessing yeah. that number's high. Um, do you have a rough gist as to what that what that looks like for yourself right now? Um, I would say probably in the uh, gosh, maybe like the f- five to six hundred range. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's I for a fellow just I. I I like saying I like calling myself a sneaker office. Wow, I can't even use the word. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna just gonna say a sneakerhead. Um, I think there's some people don't understand one having so many shoes, um, and then right. two, um, a lot of people don't understand the stories uh, behind each shoe and don't understand that I don't have a two pairs of React Prestos. I have a pair of React Prestos and then I just actually bought a pair of the Nike by you that has a story that kind of relates to my mom, those types of things. Um, right. And that's, that's why I feel like the sneaker industry does story is, is continuously doing stories in a different way to help obviously sell shoes, but then emotionally kind of get their consumers to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to buy this, even though I have probably three pairs of Jordan ones already. Um, yep. but this, this color kind of vibes with me. What, what's, what's a really good story that you've seen from a shoe, um, in the, 
last couple of weeks that really stands out to you? Uh, in the last couple of weeks? Uh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, let me see. What's in the last couple of weeks? Um, I think I would say like the Fearless collection uh, that okay. Jordan Brad did with the Jordan 1 mids. Um, allowing all those like different individuals to tell their own personal stories through through the Air Jordan one. I thought that was really cool. Like Melody Hassani giving her her take on it um, and Blue the Great. You know, he's an artist. He's a muralist and allowing him to kind of tell his own story through his sneaker. I think those are the ones that are that that stick out to me for like the last couple of weeks. Those are the most those are the most relevant, I would say. That's awesome. Yeah, I. Um... Not too long ago, I've told this story a couple times, but like uh, Puma uh, collaborated with Motorola. And unfortunately, I lost my uncle at a young age for him. Uh, but he had worked at Motorola for 20 years. And this past year, I'm going through Puma's website and I saw that they had a Motorola, Motorola collab. And I was interested in learning more. They didn't really have the story behind uh, it was actually part of their RSX collection. Um, so they didn't oh, nice. really have the story behind the, the shoe. They didn't have the story behind like why that collaboration happened, anything like that. So I actually had Matthew Growney on this podcast, um, and he was the one who kind of set everything up. And he had a uh, really cool story how he used to work at Motorola and all these different things. And it, it he kind of went through each path of what, all kind of went into the shoe, which was really cool. I never, I had never heard from um, the the brand's perspective or even the designer's perspective as to like how that came up came to be, and mm. like I just that's like that story. Honestly, like they didn't tell a story of my uncle, but they told a story of Motorola, which ultimately said lit a. a light bulb in my head saying wow I, I need this shoe so obviously i purchased it and uh they got pretty beat up and luckily i got my hands on another pair so nice um, those those will stay in the collection for a long time but like stories like that is what um i feel like now there's other brands coming out uh whether it's fast fashion um with h&m and everything like that saying that they're sustainable um and stuff like that where store the brands these days are really trying to make sure that they're meeting the needs and the values of their consumers and i think now um the i think there's going to be multiple industries kind of following the footsteps of the the sneaker industry but i didn't mention to you either that i am a uh, i'm a student at the fashion institute of technology on my free time which is really cool it's an online program um I'm actually getting, I'm, I'm doing two things for them, but I'm specifically in this conversation, I'm doing a certificate program in their, their sneaker essentials. It's a collaboration with Complex. Um, it's honestly an all video uh, program. And right. I, I'm learning a lot. There's, uh, it's really cool. They, they bring you from the point of like the history of a sneaker to at the end of the program, they want you to have uh, a design of a sneaker, the mood board for it, a marketing plan, everything like that. And then you could submit that into Puma's world championships of sneakers. And if you get through, uh, Puma actually will print or not print, but um, uh, develop that sneaker for you. 
Um, and then they also will be doing the same thing with Nike and Adidas and all these different things. Um, but I'm learning a lot about the different things that go into sneakers. And I feel like a lot of yeah. people don't, don't understand what goes into it. But like, I didn't know a lot, but I knew a little bit because of your videos and you not only just talking about the stories, but you talking about what is going into the sneaker and the different types of leather use and the, the insoles versus the outsoles and stuff like that. And I, I, I love the process of everything. Yeah. Um, so in regards to sneakers, um, what, what really makes a sneaker really stand out to you? God, there, there, that's a, that's a tough question to question. answer. Yeah. <laughs> Because there's so many things that can go into a sneaker to make it like special. So say, say for instance, the, the KD 12, it has that zoom strobel board where the outside of the shoe is okay. But once you put it on and you feel that zoom strobel board, you're like, wow, like this is, yeah. this is different. You know what I mean? Then yeah. you have, um, you have like the ultra boost where the, like, let's let's be honest it looks like styrofoam but again you you put it on your foot and you're like oh okay i get it like i get it or something like the the air jordan 11 where you just go like it's just a beautiful shoe regardless like you just look at the shoe and you're like, wow like that's a really great beautiful looking shoe or you get something classic like a chuck taylor that has the history behind it so uh, I, I guess there isn't one thing that makes a shoe special. There's all these things. It could be it could be the design. It could be the material that they use. It could be the technology inside the shoe. Um, it's like I, I would guess it, it varies between those three: between the design, between the technology, and between the comfort. Um, those are, I guess, those are the three things that that would that would make a shoe special. It's some version of those, and like that number of each one. It's not 30, 30, 30, it's not 33, 33, 33 kind of thing. Sometimes it's the design is 50% and then the comfort and, and, uh, um, what what I say? The comfort and the, um, the design, the comfort and the, um, goodness materials. Um, yeah. so, you know, one time it could be just the design that works or the materials that, that has 50% of it. Like that, that number moves. It all kind of just depends on the shoe to be honest. Yeah. That's awesome. What's, what what got you into shoes? Uh, basketball, definitely basketball. basketball. No, yeah, no. yeah. I loved I loved loved basketball as a kid. Like played basketball, like constantly played basketball, and um, through that I started paying more attention to my shoes because I would just kind of tear up shoes um, or my feet would hurt or whatever, and I just started to kind of start paying more attention to the sneakers that I wore, and then that turned into a bigger passion. Is there a shoe that really stands out to you from your childhood that kind of got you thinking? Um, like the Jordan 11, I remember seeing the Jordan 11 for the first time and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but then the one that I remember like really stopped me in my tracks was the, uh, the Air Max 95. That was the first time like I saw a yeah. shoe and I was just like, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> Like that, that's, that's the first where I was like, oh, my, okay, I, this isn't, what is this? Like, I need this shoe. <laughs> that's awesome. I, uh, growing up, I had, um, uh, I obviously my, we grew we grew up next to an outlet mall 
and it was mm-hmm. kind of a rundown outlet mall. So the only thing that was in there was Reebok. Um, and I grew up in the nineties. Um, so that, that shoe to me was, uh, the, the answer one and really just mm. walking into Reebok and seeing that shoe. And I was like, dad, I want that shoe. And usually, um, the normal answer would be no. And it would be, all right, you're getting these twenty nine ninety nine Reebok classics because you're going to grow out of them in a month. And that's right. That's like, uh, but for whatever reason, my dad ended up buying me and my brother those shoes. And I think that's why I'm so into shoes these days. And um, he would never let me buy Nikes um, because he thought they were too narrow for my feet. But he didn't realize I don't have his big, wide feet. Uh, <laughs> but we we now uh, vibe with, like I walked in with the Jordan Force to his house the other day. And he was like, you're walking around with those? I was like, yeah, dad, what, what's what's going on? He's like... I grew up in the 80s, the 70s, 80s, um, obviously in the 80s when they first came out in 90s, um, early 90s, they like, he's like, I literally had somebody on the corner of my street get shot and killed for those shoes. And you're yeah. just walking around in them. And it's crazy how the culture is, is really, really shifted um, and shifted it uh, hopefully in a positive way. Obviously, there's still stuff going on, um, but it's it's changed to the point where my like I people can wear their shoes and not have to worry about it in specific areas. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy that society has changed too, to the point where, um, getting into YouTube, um, like my little cousins don't watch TV at all. They just watch YouTube all day. And, yep. um, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. My girlfriend, if it wasn't for my girlfriend, I'd probably do the same thing all day, but she wants to watch Netflix or anything like that. Um, but, what would be your your recommendations to somebody really starting to put trying to get themselves out there on YouTube? Um, I think the thing that I always tell people to do is create what you would want to watch. Um, like, I think we're always like, I think a lot of times we try to mimic what somebody else does, um, but I don't think that's what's going to make you special or unique. So create what you want to watch. Uh, most of us watch and consume enough uh, video that we we kind of see the things that we like about it and the things that we don't like about it. Um, so my 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 suggestion is always fix those things you don't like about what you see and make that. I love that. I love that. And what, Jock, what what makes you kind of a, a misfit? What makes you strange on purpose? Um, gosh, I guess my love for sneakers and my love for video. Uh, I think that's a, that's a, I imagine that's quite the odd combination having such a, a love for sneakers and for video and being equally as passionate about them both. Um, and using in, you know, having, being able to turn both of those things into a career. I think that definitely makes me strange for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, last question. I know you're um, you're a busy dude. So last question: What would be some advice that you would give to 16 year old Jock? Um, gosh, that's a, it's a, you know, I, I with that question, you know, the the tendency I think is to tell somebody to be like, oh, do this or do that. You'll be thankful for this. Or you'll be thankful for that. But really, I, I think it's honestly, it's just like live the life live the life that you live just 
you know, if anything, it would be don't be, don't be afraid to take risk and leave it at that. Like, I don't think anything that I've gone through, I would change anything that I've gone through because it's helped shaped me into the person that I am. Cause like, if I tell myself, Oh, Hey, invest in Microsoft, like all the experiences that I've, that have led up to me being who I am now would be gone. It would be changed. And so, um, it's kind of hard to, to tell myself anything outside of like, just, Hey, don't be afraid to take risks and you know, you're going to fail sometimes and, and be comfortable in that. I love that. Well, Jock, I appreciate you jumping on. I'll keep you for a second after, um, but I appreciate okay. you jumping on the Strange On Purpose podcast. For sure. Thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate it.